Hey everybody, Shane here with Melody. And what are we naming this podcast? I don't know. We'll, we'll... <laughs> to be determined. PBD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure. Where is this going to be posted? Oh, I was going to post it on Spotify, Apple Music, and like the Apple Podcasts. Um. We can also just post it on straight up YouTube. Yes. Well, yeah. I have obviously the Basis Phaser YouTube channel, but I also have a Phaser Works YouTube channel, which has all of my like student films from when I was in college. That would be great to post on that. So I, if you're seeing it on that channel, you know why it's on that channel. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just want to say that today is March 6th. It is the day of the dude. I am wearing my replica pants. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So I watched it, uh, The Big Lebowski, for the first time after they referenced it in Endgame. Because I was like, wait, I've never actually seen <laughs> The Big Lebowski. Uh, but I do have to say, great movie. And the philosophy, we talked about it before. Of not doing anything, especially on this, a weekday. Yeah. Am I looking for a job? No. <laughs> oh, my. But um, in recent news, it was revealed today that a leaker leaked one of the Wonder Brothers Discovery Scooby-Doo films that was supposed to be released. It was called... Well, let me pull up my source. It was called... Uh, where the hell are you? Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2. It was a film where the Scooby-Doo gang met up with the Justice League and the Justice League just disappeared. And from what I saw from multiple reviewers, it was actually a really good film. But it was axed because of all the, uh, the shit with... Uh, Wonder Bros and Discovery, mm-hmm. just Discovery canning everything. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it was like, it was really, really good. Is this a recent? Mm-hmm. Well, the Discovery merger was uh, recent, but so obviously, uh, Super Pets came out. Yes. So, is would this be a kind of sequel to that? No, so it's in the same vein as like Batman uh, meets Scooby Doo, those right. types, and like the supernatural crossover. It's mm-hmm. the same universe as that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just there's hardly ever mention of crypto. Yeah, that's for what, <laughs> recently <laughs> in uh, Super Pets, uh, Crypto did have his own series mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm still mad that they didn't have Bat Cow in that movie. It's a great. It could have been a great reference. Uh, do you, you know the background of Bat Cow, right? I'm gonna say no. Okay, so it's from an older like '60s comics, but they made modernized it as well. They <laughs> so Batman and Robin they infiltrate a slaughterhouse, and at the slaughterhouse they find this cow, and somehow like the Joker was involved. And the cow tried to beat up uh, <laughs> the Joker. And then Batman was like, hey, I'm taking you back with me and giving you a cape and cow. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, but it's just wacky to be wacky. It was around the same time as they introduced Batmite. 
I was thinking exactly that. Yeah. Well, to go further into the vigilante conversation, Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. I do have to say, super glad they actually have teenagers voicing the the turtles. The t- Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles? Turtles? yeah. So here's my take on that. I think that makes me want to watch it less. Mm. Because they're acting like teenagers. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah, nostalgia, though. That's why I'm afraid. (laughs) I trust Seth Rogen as a producer. Mm -hmm. I even think he'll be funny as Bebop. Because he's perfect for Bebop. I, I do not disagree with that. But my turtles are like 2008's TMNT. Yes! Oh my, the future arc was so good. I'm sorry. (laughs) As well as like the actual comics is where I like my turtles. Because I was talking to my roommate about this whenever it was announced. He's the one who actually told me. Like, Jackie Chan as Splinter. That works. Also, Splinter has an afro, and I'm all for it. I saw that. (laughs) I think it's weird. I think it's weirdly coded. Yeah, well, so, the coding, April O'Neil was, so, on that same vein, she is a black woman in the film. Yes. Um, She was originally, in the comics, a mixed woman based on one of the writer's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But, basically, toy companies like Mattel and Hasbro, I I forgot which exact one, I think it was Mattel. For TMNT would be Mattel. Yeah, Mattel, yeah. So, they, um force them to whitewash Mm -hmm. april uh and i'm glad that they're taking it back and actually making her a person of color i have no issue with that yeah (laughs) what i have an issue with is afro samurai over here (laughs) yeah because the reason that exists is to put a black man in the spotlight yeah and now you're putting a asian character in splinter Mm -hmm. uh an asian actor and Jackie Chan in an afro. Yeah. Once again, afro samurai, you're kind of taking that away, and it's a now weirdly coded situation. They shouldn't have given him an afro. <laughs> they really shouldn't have, but... Uh, if anything, make him the straight man. Yeah. For what seems to be just kind of a, a teen coming-of-age movie. Also... You have have you seen the trailer? Yes, I have. Okay, so you've seen in there they have flashbacks. I hate, I absolutely hate babyfying stuff. Like I was fine with Muppet Babies, uh, Grogu, fine, different character, not Baby Yoda. Oh yeah, but babyfying every single character, it's just like it. It really pisses me off. Uh, they just do it like. The recent Spongebob movie. They did it just for a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That just takes me off a lot. At least this is going to be a one-off movie. Uh, unless Maybe. knowing uh, the, the culture we're in, it's not going to be. I know that. However, as of right now, it is a singular movie. If it doesn't perform well, it won't get a sequel. Maybe we'll get another TMNT from uh, the uh, one where Casey Jones was played by Chris Evans. 
It was that one-time oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, TMNT. Yeah, TMNT. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of hope it's in the same vein. I would like that yeah. as well. As previously stated, that is my vein of turtles. The only thing I'm like, holy shit about this movie, Giancarlo Esposito is back. <laughs> Baxter Stockman. Like I saw that. Like that is the most perfect casting that you could ever have in Hollywood. All of the side characters, as I'm going to call them, because your 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 main. Six, let's call it. Four Turtles, April O'Neil, unless they have Casey Jones, I doubt yeah, it. They uh, probably won't. And then Splinter. That's going to yeah. be your main cast. So everybody else will be in the movie, yes. I'm kind of fearing a Scoob situation. Mm, so I like Scoob for the campiness, but it was very just like, oh, references to Hanna-Barbera, like same vein as like, the problem with Marvel at this time, and I probably think you're going to talk about that. It's just nothing but references and references and references. But what about the people that don't want the references? What if they just want a new story with new characters? Or just tell a story. Yeah. You're not telling a story. You're, you're just promoting. Yeah. Uh, you're promoting either merchandise, uh, Transformers. Uh, I love Transformers. I love Transformers, too. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, they were literally made as shows to promote the toy line. Yeah, they were literally just glorified commercials. But, um, well, it's, I'm jumping around. I'm the one who's making references now. Yeah, so sorry. Mandalorian just came out with its third season. Yes. I Dave Filoni took ideas that were just kind of like said in passing and, and ran with it. So, in the same way that Transformers and G.I. Joe started as just, oh, let's do this because it'll sell toys, there have been some amazing Transformers content. Look at the IDW comics. Yes, I, and I do have to say, those comics are very gay and I love it. <laughs> they are, same with the Power Rangers, IDW. Oh my god, the Power Rangers, IDW. I never actually watched the Power Rangers show. All I've seen are the movies and read the comics, and I love Power Rangers because of that. Well, as somebody who has watched every iteration of Power Rangers since the beginning. Even Super Sentai? Yes. Oh, jeez. I would go back and I would watch Super Sentai and I would compare the two. If I like something, I'm going... <laughs> going all I'm in. deep diving. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yes, no. Yeah. If, if we're going to talk about further uh, things, Hasbro has attained the rights to Power Rangers from Saban, mm. and there is the next live-action movie in the works. Oh, I really liked the one, what was it, like 2017? It was 2017. It was yeah. released one week before Ghost in the Shell live-action. Oh my, don't even get me started with that movie. I will absolutely get that is That is just straight-up whitewashing <laughs> constantly. It is. It, it was such a... It's worse than The Last Airbender. I feel like. Objectively, yes. Yeah. Because... At least they had some specific, uh, Pacific Asian actors. I mean, Charles Johansson. Yeah. And the other guy? I forgot what the other guy is. Don't even care. Yeah. Like, I liked Ghost in the Shell when I watched it. But then... So here's the thing. Whenever it was made as an American film, they Americanized the story. Ghost in the Shell is mm -hmm. meant to be a story of, like... Uh, there is no black and white. There is a lot of gray area. Yeah. 
But then you take the American story where there always has to be something corrupt and uh, you have to have the good guy be victorious. And then also the Sam Raimi effect, which I will refer to anytime somebody jumps off a large building. Yeah, he... Either that or, like, through the eye. Like, the lens going through the... I literally have a four-page essay that I have due tonight that at one point I used um, the phrase Sam Raimi effect because the movie that I sent you, La Hania, I can never pronounce it even though I'm writing basically half a book for it. But uh, at one point they have, they uh, one of the characters, Vince, finds a gun uh, that was a policeman's gun and he's showing it off to his friends. The camera has a trolley it goes straight into the barrel and he shoots it but that uh that just reminded me of the sam raimi effect so sorry to go off go ahead um aquaman did it as well to to finish it out so what i'm kind of referring to is narration by the main character and and, and a jumping it, like a, it, it's so specific but it happens Frequently, it's either that or it's the narration at the end of Transformers going into like a Lincoln Park song. I will call that different. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we no, no, those are two ends. We, of we the can same call spectrum. that the Lincoln Park method. Oh, Lincoln Park method <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, because obviously you have what I've done, New Divide. Uh, I'm sure they did something for the third one. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it was Blackfield Brides for the third. Oh one. God, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, um, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. Peter Parker's mm-hmm. narrating and then jumps off of a flag. Uh, Ghost of the Shell, uh, Scarlett Johansson's narrating, and then she jumps off a building. We've already seen that scene. That is a very iconic scene from the anime, and it was done yes. earlier in the film. So why are you doing why it you, again? Yeah, this is not something you want it. to do. Well, I mean, narration, yeah. Yeah, come and go. Because uh, Quantumanium, this is actually what we want to talk about today. So, yeah, I didn't see it, but I don't care about spoilers. Because at this point, it's already been spoiled for me. All I wanted to see was MODOK's stupid face, and I got my wishes. I liked MODOK. Yes, he's supposed to be stupid. He's supposed to be stupid, and I think in this movie, he doesn't take himself... Seriously. Uh, no, he takes himself too seriously. <laughs> but everybody else is like, ha, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, Emma, I didn't get confirmation. It is Darren Cross, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it is Darren Cross. And if you remember from Ant-Man 1, he was just a complete sociopathic. You uh, could say a dick. Yeah, he he is a fucking dick. <laughs> well, in this movie, um, fucking Casey, Cassie, is Not like, Cassie, yeah. just don't be a dick. He's like, look at me. I'm literally a dick. Oh, uh, that just reminds me of fucking Star Bombs, like Toad I've, songs. I've, I've, well, I've seen the Me and My Dick from, no, not Star Bomb, uh, Star Kid. Star Kid? Funnily enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Star Bomb, do what you gotta do over there. But then, Star Kid has an entire play about a boy and his penis, which I have seen. Star Kid of a very Potter musical fame. I, I, I do remember Star Kid. Oh my god. I, I I completely forgot about that. Fair. Yeah. They're kind of not relevant. Not outside that. of a, a very Potter musical. Yeah, I mean, once they... I feel like they're going to do something. 
that's going to bring them back into relevancy. I don't know what. Probably not, honestly. Twisted was good. Twisted, yeah. I, did, did they produce the Percy Jackson one? I was not aware of a Percy Jackson Oh, musical. there's a Percy Jackson musical. It's based off the first book. Mm. It is cringy, but great. I mean, all of their things are cringy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good, because I've only read the first Percy Jackson book. Don't worry, when the when the show comes out, we will do an episode-by-episode episode analysis. Joy. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite content with that, honestly. Um, shout I, out to new rock stars. Uh, I very much enjoy Eric Voss's content and just the amount that he can deep dive to the point where like, he can pull comic, like comics from license plates. It's like, ah, oh, this license plate says, like, SP-1295. I do love... Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is, like, Spider-Man issue 730 from uh, December 1995. That's some t- intense autism. If <laughs> Everyone has their hyperfixations. <laughs> Mine's not magic. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Mine's... Wasn't super auto pets. That's why. That's not why I have two thousand hours. I don't have five thousand cards in my passenger seat right now. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, all I got. I don't get. <laughs> I don't have five thousand super auto pets got, but I have it on every device. My phone can't hold anything. I, I just had to buy iCloud to back up all my stuff. All right, back to movies. Okay, yeah, back to uh, movies. We were talking about the same movie. But... I mean, I, I kind of got yeah. to the gist of it. It's like you're narrating and then you're jumping. Yeah. Specifically referring to uh, Ghost in the Shell. Why are you jumping off the building again? It was a one-time thing, and in context, she was escaping, mm. being shot at. This is not something Everyone she does for fun. Everyone has seen that scene. And or like the Akira slide. Everyone knows oh, the Akira so slide. I'm tired of the Akira slide. Yeah, everyone uses it. But I do want to see. It's been in development for fucking years. Taika Waititi is supposed to direct an Akira movie. I don't trust it. I love his like obscure like weird things, so I'm I'm gonna trust him on this one. You can like his obscure and weird things when he's doing it himself, yeah, and without being bound to anything else. Studios and just like honestly, source material just doesn't go well with him. Like Jojo Rabbit, amazing. He's just like, yeah, what if this kid um, just had imaginary friend that was a the evil dictator, and I don't want to like say it yeah but um he literally literally you the only research he did was making sure that he could make him look as stupid as he possibly could yeah um hunt for the wilder people one of Mm -hmm. his best works honestly yeah um all like from him honestly what we do in the shadows also, oh, yeah, it was a collaboration, but it's still, I think, the best mockumentary ever. The, I, I, oh, 
I, I can see that you're probably going to disagree with me. If we're thinking of the same thing. Like, it's documentary style, but it's, like, a, in vain of a parody. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I know I know the yeah. definition of a oh, documentary. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it when I watched it. Have you watched the TV show? Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. Uh, Laszlo's casting, I think, is amazing. I loved... Um, I forgot the actor's name, but he was also in IT Crowd, which is also one of my, like... <laughs> I've seen that show. There's only like five seasons. I've seen that show at least 20 times. Five seasons is an impressive amount of material. For a British comedy show? Yeah. <laughs> Usually True. they only get two True. seasons. <laughs> because I I know Gotham is, uh, an, exa- is an example I can yeah. use because it is exactly five seasons, but mm-hmm. I watched all of that in a week. I was watching a season a day, mm-hmm. which isn't hard to do. But it also means that that's all you're doing that day. Yeah, like I would have it on in the background, like when we were working. When we were working, I would just yes. have it on in the background. Yes, just... I did the same with Gotham. Yeah. Oh my. How'd you feel about Gotham? I liked the first like up to three seasons. Mm-hmm. Fourth season was like okay, it was going on for too long, and then the fifth season was like, why did this exist? Why did they have? the quote-unquote Joker, because they weren't legally allowed to call him Joker, they, they brought him back from the dead so many... Like, what was it, like, three times? And then they used, like, his twin. Like, twin? Oh, so it yeah. had a twin brother that we were not aware of. Did they bring him back from the dead? I honestly don't remember. They fucking dropped him in a vat of acid, oh. and so that was, like, the closest we're going to get to the... The Red Hood. The Red Hood Joker, yeah. which you can't even say is like the truest Joker origin, because that's my favorite thing about the Joker, is There's one, no... it doesn't matter, two, anybody can be the Joker. And then three, technically there's three Jokers. Yes. The, uh, the what was it, the Mobius chair? I think, I, yes. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, Mobius chair told Batman there's three Jokers. And I was so excited for that comic, even though kind of sucked. Storylines are often better explained. Yeah, than and not an actual execution. Because uh, the Killing Joke is the most controversial for that reason. Yeah. Because the story is great, but then whenever you actually execute it, it's like, well, my roommate was even like, so what was the point? There's, there isn't a point. It's just. To show the sadistic point of view of the Joker. And then, in the same vein, Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's... Yeah. My roommate hates that movie because nothing happens. I'm like... I love that everything movie. Everything happens. Yeah, you have... Diving into his psyche... Speaking of which... Footage of them filming the Joker 2 mm-hmm. was seen. And there were three... There was an Arthur... And two different Jokers running down the street. Interesting. So I'm either going to think that's a dream sequence, or they're going to go the whole three Joker route. They're not going to. Yeah. They're not going to in this Elseworlds iteration. I think they would do it in like a regular like Brave and the Bold. Maybe. Maybe not. Not Brave and the Bold. We're getting there. We're, yeah. We're slowly yeah. entering yeah. to <laughs> yeah. where I personally believe... There will be three Jokers. 
but this is a musical. Yes, but my camera turned on or off. Oh. Probably off. <laughs> Probably off. It. Uh, it sounded like the shutter closed or yeah. something. Yeah. So this is a musical. If they're going over the top, it's probably going to take inspiration from Bollywood musicals. I hope so. I hope it's not like a West Side Story musical. I want it to be... I want Bollywood. Absolutely. Oh, that's sorry. Um, And if they want to lean into a little bit more action, not that they have to because of how grounded Joker was. Well, you can still do action with that. Look at RRR. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that... You could totally mix it up. When I action. when I was saying action, I meant like that Bollywood over the top, oh. almost like Marvel. Uh, that wouldn't make sense for. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, uh, I get what you. Fucking Marvel. Um, Everyone is like Fast and Furious. Yeah, just like it's so over the top, and it's getting to a point now. I think in American media where we're kind of more accepting of that. But Bollywood obviously did it first. Yeah. Because they didn't care. We've taken so many things from all these artsy like directors. Everything that they did, French films and Italian films already did. Yes. All the action stuff and musicals pulled straight from Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, horror in general, taken from German films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I Every, everything... All U.S. like media is just like foreign influences with a mask over it, saying, "Oh yeah, we're American." Let me look up the one Tracy Schaefer who taught me what I know about horror. Oh, I, I do love me some horror. Speaking of which, while you're looking that up, there is a new film coming out called Blackening. Uh, the trailer. I, all I got to say is in the trailer, at one point, they are trapped in a room and they're like, you have to kill the blackest person in this room. And then the one guy, he's like, they are pointing to, he's like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, I'm actually a Republican, so I can't, you can't kill me. So it looks like it's going to be terrible, sounds but weird. it sounds like it's going to be a fun time to watch. Kind of like... Kind of like scary movie back in the day. It, it, it reminds me of a modern, like, if Jordan Peele made scary movie, basically. Hmm. Okay. So, interesting you bring up scary movie. I recently watched um, Eddie from Asduff movie and... Uh, uh, <laughs> Fuck. Why do I not know this? Uh, Tom Scott and Friends. Oh, yeah. Oh. That, that Eddie. Yeah. Apologies. Whatever happened to spoof movies? Well, if you remember, like, Scary Movie 4, it, it stopped being Scary Movie. It was literally, like, they had the signs in there they did. and the rest was the eight mile yep and just like charlie sheen being charlie sheen oh, yep yeah so I just, yes it is eddie from ed ash his own youtube channel and with a video uh 
Whatever Happened to Spoof Movies, and it's an hour-long deep dive on what happened, and Scary Movie was brought up, done by the Wayans. Yes, which, the Wayans brothers, they, they know what the fuck they're doing when they do comedy. I just... Subversive. Is, subversive. Is yeah. their best uh, attribute mm-hmm. for, for comedic effect. Yeah, like white chicks. Like... <laughs> like <laughs> the white chocolate scene, my girlfriend quotes it. <laughs> I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the scary movie um, one, two, every yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, like one and two um, are actual four films. Yeah. And then the rest of them are just like, okay, well, we gotta keep making these movies. But we don't know what we're doing, so we're just going to throw in reference after reference after reference. I do have to say the third one, when they're referencing the ring, that that is amazing. The when when her like the girl yes. and her get in a fight after she comes out of the TV, it's so good. I, I or and also, do you remember when she goes up and is talking in Japanese to the little boy? No. So she just says, like, stereotypical stuff. Like, she's just like, ramen, hibachi, wasabi? Joy. Yeah. So, yes, I've seen these movies. And it's one I already have a bad memory, too. I'd probably just block it all out because it's all nonsense. It's supposed to be. I'm a man of substance. It's supposed to be nothing. It's supposed to turn off your brain. Yeah, I can't do that. Obviously, we're making a podcast about... (laughs) <laughs> our, our deep diving into film. Um, it's... Say in Scary Movie 1, you can like pick apart the uh, the references. To Scream. To Scream, yeah. and to just horror as a genre, and you can like actually play around with that as a viewer. And then whenever it's like you said, you get to a point where the movie is just like, turn your brain off. Like, okay, well, even the filmmakers aren't trying anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of upsetting, especially to such an avid enjoyer of film. But at the same time, I'm also going to be the one to watch every fucking Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I'm stuck in that as well. Like, I, I'm like, I want to be artsy, but also, like, I, I'm a sucker for Marvel. It's not even that I want to be artsy, because, who I know for a fact that nobody's going to like my artistic style. It's uh, <laughs> almost dogma. Let's just, Ooh, let's just um, say... <laughs> I still, okay, this is a little off topic, but I love how Kevin Smith was in, made the news protesting his own movie for Dogma. He's like, yeah, I don't like the morals in this movie. I don't like Kevin Smith. No, I don't like, like, I like what he's done for, like, superheroes. I don't even like that. (laughs) I I think even for comics, he's such a... Uh, a boastful kind of character yeah. and, and i'm talking about kevin smith himself mm-hmm. um i feel silent bob is like his only like really good role because he doesn't talk <laughs> because when when kevin smith does batman it's a fan's interpretation of batman it's not he's trying to be like grant morrison He's not trying to be his own writer. 
like I said, a fan's interpretation yeah. of Batman. Like, okay, this is how Batman was and how I remember it. Well, I'm going to write it this way. Like, okay, well... That's Why don't not you try what, something new? That's also just not what Batman is. Uh, the, Batman is evolving. Mm-hmm. He is... That's my favorite thing about Batman that we like, don't get to see a lot in uh, movies, especially, yeah. is that he evolves and learns from his mistakes, and he puts an onus on himself to never let his family, the Bat family, mm-hmm. experience those same mistakes. That's why he needs the Bat family. My roommate calls Batman a hypocrite because of that, though. Um, and what's really funny and i'm not gonna say profound but uh, i'm watching bojack horseman for like the 18th time oh i got to the point where diane is talking with mr peanut butter where she's like i'm i want to change i want to grow yeah right before she goes to vietnam yes yeah but uh mr peanut butter you're more than content staying the same and the scene ends with her saying, you know what, I do want to go into the ball pit because that's how the whole argument started, was that Mr. Peanut Butter was just doing everything for her. And she's like, I don't want things. And she finally says, does me wanting to go into the ball pit make me a hypocrite? And Mr. Peanut Butter says, no, you've just changed. Mm. So That, also, that entire interaction also led to the divorce. I, yeah. yeah. That's the talking point. Yeah. I'm talking about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so... Batman changes. You mm-hmm. have a young buck Batman currently in With Robert, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. That is not going to be the same Batman that we see in Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be the same Batman that we see in even uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Oh, they, they're yeah. changing. They're growing. Is it for the better? Is it for the worse? Sometimes it's obviously for the worse. And that's okay because he's going to grow from that at a later point. They... kind of showed that with Ben Affleck. Like, they showed his tech evolving over time like and his reminder of his Robin always being held over him. That's almost masturbatory in a way, I have to admit. Yeah, I mean, but it's also Zack Snyder, and he's not very subtle with anything. It's not that he's not subtle. It's that he doesn't know how to tell things outside of visual. Yeah. So Well, he literally, like, puts, like, no God on Superman's chest. Like, can you just be a little bit, like, little... Just a little bit more subtle. Yeah, his, his subtlety and his nuance does not exist in character interactions. It only exists in a, like, if you wanted a good-looking poster, get Zack Snyder. That's, <laughs> yes. That's why I He's think, a good cinematographer. He is a terrible it. director. I think if you would want, like, a comic book movie cinematographer, he would be a good one. Especially if you wanted dark and grimy. And then go literally the opposite because he, uh, Justice League can get Joss Whedon. But why would anybody ever want to get Joss Whedon? Don't even get me started with Joss Whedon. I, I think we should. Okay. So I've hated him since Buffy. Interesting. Um, I love Buffy. Love watching it. I hated, like, say, I loved watching the characters. I hated watching the actual show. Okay. I just, it didn't feel right always. And what did he make Firefly? Yeah, yeah. I don't like Firefly. I don't I never get watched it. Firefly. I don't like sci-fi. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big fan of sci-fi, and I just don't get the appeal of Firefly. I just Nathan Fillion. That 
okay. That Ali doesn't Kudik. mean I'm going to go and watch The Rookie on NBC. I also will not watch The Rookie. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's rather old for this. And somebody told me that's the point. I'm like, what? Yeah, and then I see a bunch of like clips on TikTok. I'm like, wow, skip. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like... Let, let this man just get his paycheck. Well, let him do things that fit him, honestly, because mm-hmm. he's just fitting into this weird uh, caricature of uh, Bimbo, which is his entire character in Big Mouth. Is no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally just made as a masturbation tool. So was everything yeah. else in that show. I yeah. got to a point where I had to stop watching Big Mouth. Funnily enough, it, I... it's <laughs> the beginning of season four where they go to camp. And like just halfway through I turned actually, it off. That, that actually has good chance representation in that season. Like let that me, that let, season I think is the best. Let me tell you season. why I had to stop watching it. Because it is supposed to be 90s era comedy. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be what, how American Summer. And then you have such uh, modern topics from not modern content creators. Yeah, and I still think it's problematic that John Mulaney's playing a Jewish character. His whole thing was like, well, my wife's Jewish. You cheated on that wife, and now you're having a kid with somebody else that's that you also broke up with. But yeah, like, I, I used to love John Mulaney. Now I don't, but... Uh, I've expressed this to a mutual friend of ours. I had to stop listening to comedians. Uh, their entire platform is based around their personal lives. Mm-hmm. You kind of can't just make a joke as a stand-up comedian talking for an hour. You talk about your life. It's inevitable. Yeah. And it's gotten to a point where most every comedian is a shady motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Actually... One not so shit. I'm not sure if he's shit. Do you remember that stand up special? This has to do with movies. So that stand up special where the guy was like, "I am the machine." I love Burt Kreischer though. Yes, they're making a movie. I'm more about the secret. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I was like, "Holy shit!" I need to see. That. And then Mark fucking Hamill as his dad, and he. Really- <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I I really want to see that movie. I do too. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a well told story from his stand up parts, mm-hmm. and what I said is still true. Burt Kreischer has never gone off to do anything that I found distasteful. Oh yeah, he's not being transphobic or like being racist, like most stand up. Just it gets to a weird point because like John Mulaney would talk about his wife and how like uh. Was a new kid on the block where he yeah, like announced like, literally four of the tracks on that all Jewish jokes about his wife, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I re-listened to it. I'm like, I don't know about this. And then Bert Kreischer loves talking about his wife, talking about his kids, but you can see like the genuine yeah. love for his but family. Was he the one that did the period party? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. That that was great. His daughter goes up to him and says, I want to, like, make a period party. And yeah. He's like, excuse me? Yeah, he's red like, velvet. But here's the thing. <laughs> We're going to invite boys and not tell, tell them what it's about. 
Oh, okay, I'm I'm down. Yeah, yeah, he's literally his kids are the same as him from what how he tells stories. He's he's just a good storyteller in general. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely believe that's it, and doesn't come down to you know just kind of crass humor for the sake of humor. Moment. Okay, let me explain that. I don't like comedy for the sake of comedy. I, so, I like I was saying, I need substance. I need to be able to like pick things apart. I had an entire class that was that. Go on. And there's, it's basically, I forgot who exactly wrote the paper on it, but it was a thing called safe modes. Comedy for comedy is a safe mode for people. Mentally, like, it's so they can feel safe in the moment. That's why people are just basically obsessed with that comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you have a certain type of comedy, and that's your safe mode. And that's the whole reason why comedy is can just be for the sake of comedy. Like, such as Scary Movie. Uh, the later ones. Sure, were just Yeah. Sure. They, they were just there for the people that that is their safe mode. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm always on edge. I never have a safe mode. That's probably maybe. what maybe. it is. Or maybe. I, uh, I'm literally dressed as the, the dude, dude from Big Lebowski. But that movie at least has a strange amount of substance for a movie that people say has no substance. It's literally filled, like, if you know film and you watch that and you can you can write a six-page paper on that. It's a Coen Brothers film. They have amazing ways of playing with dialogue and recycling dialogue, as I call it. I actually have a book uh, that I bought in the UK, surprisingly. Um, What if every movie was written by the Coen brothers? And... I feel like that would just be boring, honestly. Like, I'm not saying they are boring. I just feel like you need difference in the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And it's not that their movies aren't different, but they take that same kind of sarcastic approach Mm -hmm. to life. Big Lebowski and to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Or even uh, Ballad of Bustle Scrubs. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Still such a sarcastic take on life. That's just their writing style. But... It gets to a point where, like you said, you need variety. Uh, cynicism isn't fun anymore. It gets to a point where, like, haha, I can laugh at just the absurdity of life. Like, we're in a situation where we just kind of have to laugh at that. But also, like, people that do that well is, like, like, Shasha Bear Cohen. He mm. can make a, like, Borat is still funny. I'm sorry. It's still funny. Like, there's some, it's problematic because it's problematic. That's Sasha Baron Cohen in general. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that movie that he made? Like, it was like The Dictator or something. Like, they went up into the, like... Sounds correct. Yeah, he went up to, like, a helicopter. He was like, he was like, oh, yeah, 9-11-2 tonight. <laughs> While he was, like, speaking Arabic in between. And they were just... The two people were just screaming on the helicopter. That was... That was the... So jumping to, like, yeah. 
uh, Scary Movie 1, actually. Uh, me and my roommate went into a whole uh, stick as I was explaining the Eddie video mm-hmm. for, for Spoofs to him, and we put on a clip from Scary Movie 1. It was about Doofy. Yeah. Go on. So Doofy brings out well, what what's the actual actor's name? Like uh something aren't not Will Arnett. Will Arnett. No. no. Absolutely not. Not, not the uh, actor for Doofy? No, just in screen like Okay. Like Dewey? Dewey, yeah. yeah. Who's Dewey? David Arquette. So David Arquette, mm-hmm. he has a certain like goofiness and mannerism towards him in general like that's his entire character like he's just this innocent cop that's like he's not really like against anyone he's there to be in love and help everyone but they take that to the extreme with doofy Mm -hmm. just show how absurd and stupid he is especially the scene where in Scary Movie, where he throws the ice pack. Yes. Yeah, that... Yeah, that... Just one little interaction in Scream, making sure somebody is okay, and his sincereness blew it out of proportion and made fun of them for it. So it is the representation of a... Like an I, actor's mannerisms, basically. No... I don't know what is uh, the correct way of saying this. Uh, mentally handicapped. Oh, oh. You, so, like, little, yeah. like taking somebody who's kind of just... I'll use the term I use for Nathan Fillion, a bimbo. Somebody who's kind of that. Yeah. Uh, turning them into somebody for cheap laughs, making fun of somebody with mental handicaps. Yeah. And then to find out later that it was just a, an act the entire time is <laughs> an even lower blow. Yeah, well, I you kind of expected that because they're they're parodying Scream, so there was always going to be twists, extra twists. Ooh, it's a twist. Yeah, I do, I do love me some Scream though. Scream Six. I I think we should watch Scream Scream Six together. Fuck yeah! Uh, I actually been rewatching it with uh, as Dead Meat's putting out mm. their kill counts. Uh, uh, speaking of that, uh, I saw the kill count for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. When did that come out? Like, a couple weeks ago, maybe? Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that, cause it is, I, I really wanna watch that movie, but... I don't. I watched trailers, <sighs> trailers for it, and just, eh. I... Alright, the only thing I wanna know is if it's a man in a mask. Because I say it is, my roommate says that it's like just an actual beefed up bear. From what I've been told, it's just a beefed up bear. And just like one point, from what I've told, Winnie the Pooh spoke once. Yes, and that is something that we got into a debate with. Kind of just what was it that he said because you have Christopher Robin, if that is his name. Because yeah, I, so, it is Christopher Robin. So sure. I, I heard from the trailer Christopher and Robin. So like, male's name was Christopher, uh, girl's name was Robin. That doesn't make sense. But cause... apparently, it wasn't. That's just oh, how I heard it. Okay. My roommate was like, "No, his name's Christopher Robin. Her name's Mary." He said, "Mary, Mary, Robin, Christopher." I was like, I hate this. I hate all of this. 
I do have to say, if we want to just, like, Winnie the Pooh, like, the Christopher Robin movie with Ewan McGregor, so fucking good. Have you watched it? No. I didn't plan to. It is so wholesome. It is, it is really good. If you genuinely just love watching Ewan McGregor do anything, I, w- I recommend watching it. He is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, don't worry. I, I, I'll do Mandalorian episodes by myself. <laughs> okay, so no, I'm just I like Mandalorian 1. I think it is wholly removed from Star Wars. I like it is a of, Wild West. TV I like show. to think of it there. Season two came out and was like, oh, so many of these Star Wars references. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, then you're gonna hate season three. I know because they already reference Order sixty six for the tenth out. That's the one thing, Dave Filoni. You better stop with the Order sixty six because I need to not cry during one of your shows. <laughs> it's an unfortunate situation that he's in because he creates so much content in the middle of yeah. Star Wars canon, which obviously revolves Order around Order 66. It's been in his media, so Clone Wars, twice in the Clone Wars. The Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Rebels. Yep. Um, did he do Resistance? I don't know. I, I never watched Resistance. But um, The Mandalorian. Twice in the main... If you're counting Boba Fett, twice. I watched Boba Fett. I just... I didn't... I, actually, I did watch Boba Fett, which is really funny. I watched... You the watched The Mandalorian three, episodes. I watched the last three episodes. Because um, I love Mando as a character. Yes. I already love Pedro Pascal as an oh, actor. I love Pedro Pascal. I'm waiting till The Last of Us is completely done so I can watch it in one sitting. I don't think I'm going to watch The Last of Us. And for the, in the same way that you told me that uh, watching Ewan McGregor and Christopher Robin is a good time, my roommate says that watching Pedro Pascal and The Last of Us, just if you're a fan of Pedro Pascal, go ahead and watch it. Like, I am. I don't care about The Last of Us. Have you ever seen The, uh, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? I have. I, I had to write an essay on oh. that. That was so good. So I, without watching it, wrote... Uh, a response to somebody's review on it. Oh. So let me read off some things once I pull them up on well, my Facebook. While he's pulling that up, if you um, don't know the movie, uh, there's actually a big TikTok trend with it right now. Um, it's that of Paige Pascal and Nicolas Cage looking at each other in the car, and Paige Pascal is just fanboying. Because in the movie, he is an insanely... He is an insane cinephile that wants to make a movie with uh, Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage is literally just on his last leg, and he's struggling financially and in his personal life. And he's just like, yeah, I'll do the movie. I'll listen to your script. Um, But I'm not going to say anything more because I really recommend watching it. It is on Prime Video. Um, So check it out if you have an Amazon Prime. So, I'm not going to read the actual review, but this is my review without having watched the movie. How many stars was the review that you were re- re- uh, like responding to? So, it isn't an actual review. It oh. was just an article. 
Oh, okay. Uh, basically calling the movie safe. And safe. not taking risks. Oh. So, I, I, this is yeah. my response. So, the writer of the director of the film is Tom Gormican. He has only three writing credits. Besides this movie, he wrote and directed That Awkward Moment in 2014, starring Zach Efron, Michael B. Jordan, and Miles Teller. He created the cancelled Fox series Ghosted, starring Craig Robinson and Adam Scott. I don't know if you've seen Ghosted. I enjoyed it. I've seen the British version. And it's much better. Ghosts? Yeah. No, no, no Ghosted. Oh, Ghosted. Oh, Ghosted. It's, ghosted with uh, Is that the one Greg where Robinson they were like, Adam Scott, where they're, they're in, Ghostbusters? They're kind of Ghostbusters, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, so my response was, it was a decent show. But after network interference, Fox wanted to change the show from a mystery adventure show to yet another office parks and rec comedy, so much so that they even brought in Paul Liverstein as executive producer for the second half of its run. That's what's killing. After The Office uh, was uh, made, that it was just the killer of TV. Everyone wanted to be The Office. Yes. Um, when, when did Office end its run? 2011, I think, or 2013. Ghosted came out well after that. I was, yeah, it was like 2016, probably. Yeah, no, it, it was at least three or four years uh, after. So, for this movie to uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent to be this writer's only second film uh, is incredible, honestly. Like, to one, work with Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, and... On their first writing credit. Zac Efron. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone... Well, Miles Teller, what, when was that? The, uh, the, awkward? Uh, the Awkward Moment was 2014. So, Miles Teller is about to be in Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is also... also about to be in yeah. Fantastic Four. Uh, Zac Efron, he's pulling off movies like 17 again and stuff like that around that time. When was 17 again? No, that was 2007. Never mind. Zac Efron was in a... Zac down... Efron's very established. Yeah, he's established, point, but he's also hasn't made a good movie in a while. He had, like, what, Neighbors? With Neighbors was probably around Seth, the time. Yeah, Seth Rogen. But uh, he... My problem with the movie wasn't the movie. So... It was the advertising. Like, I, I wrote it in my paper as well. The advertising was done horribly. They just promoted it as a movie, uh, Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. They made it like it was going to be references to all of his movies. No, it was a cinephiles movie mm -hmm. for the cinephiles. So, my review, once again, without having watched the movie at this time... Yeah was about Nick Cage's performance. So let me jump ahead. Uh, I said that the writer doesn't have a genre of expertise yet. Uh, he's only so far tried his hand at comedy. And comedy is already extremely hard to do. It is subjective and evolving. Even in the film itself, comedy is... I wouldn't consider a comedy at all. Sure. Yeah, like, I, I discussed this in the class that I was in, but they... Uh, it is a perspective on Hollywood itself. Mm -hmm. 
it is not supposed to be comedic, but it just happens to have comedic moments because so, it's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage. I think that's going to go down to the trope of lovable idiot mm-hmm. is Nick Cage, but then also Pedro Pascal, and so the two of them together is just a funny dynamic. Yeah. Hence, comedic elements without it itself being a comedy, because... But then you have Tiffany Haddish. So there's so, also, many, there's so many elements so to make a comedy. You've seen it now. I have seen it now. Yeah. So when you fir- first meet Tiffany Haddish, she's all serious. She's like, she's like, why is Nick Cage here? Like, the, somebody else was supposed to be on the plane. And then she's like, to distract him, he was like, you know, I loved you in the Croods. <laughs> that just shows you how, like, all the characters are going to be in that movie is off of Tif- Tiffany Haddish. Who is the other, like, CIA guy? Like, what's his name? Like, but he, the actor. I'm going to find it. Uh, he's, he's got that face where you think you know it, but then you yeah. don't. Okay, um, uh, so uh, here's my, my response to Nick Cage. Nick Cage, as the fulcrum of this movie, is interesting because Cage takes his performances seriously. He never mm-hmm. phones it in. His performances have been inspired by German Expressionism, going back to our horror conversation, actually. He even talks about it in the film. Which is... Yeah. I wrote this before I watched it. Yeah, which is really weird. Is it? I mean, no. I'm a cinephile. (laughs) Call me Michael Bolton. Oh, God. Uh, uh, German Expressionism, which is not meant to be funny in the slightest. However, we see uh, Cage being exaggerated, and we laugh. Um... it has since been funnier to see imitations of Cage that uh, sometimes... Uh, yeah, it's sometimes funnier to see imitations of Nick Cage than it is to actually see Nick Cage be exaggerate. Like the bees from The Wicker Man. Yeah. yeah. But then you see uh, Abed in Community do a Nick Cage impression, yeah, and oh that my. is an incredible performance. I love Abed in general. Uh, my favorite thing to do when I'm studying is put on a compilation called 45 minutes of Abed being autistic yeah and, and it is it is one of my favorite things to just watch here's a comment from the reviewer james gunn or taika watiti would be able to fully deliver on what should be an over-the-top performance before i continue what are your thoughts on that uh, bold of a statement i don't think james gunn could neither could taika watiti i don't think they could handle it Nick Cage properly. No, they couldn't. They need no names to properly do something. They need no names. What's funny about Chris Hemsworth is that he is essentially a no name yeah. outside of Thor. And he. So for Thor, he's literally just molded by the director. Like, mm. there is no other, like. If. So, from Dark World, you can see that he's very dark, melodic, mm-hmm. just, like, going with the flow of the director. And you saw, during Ragnarok, he went all out. He was improvising a shit ton. That also has to do with Taika Waititi literally being his co-star in it as mm-hmm. well. And I think that let him, like, be himself then. I think he took it way too far, and he did Ghostbusters, he shouldn't have done Ghostbusters. Nobody should have done Ghostbusters. I don't even think Ghostbusters... After, I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I really don't want to see it. I recommend it 
if you want closure mm-hmm. to uh, Held Ramus's death. That's about it. Oof. I do. Uh, the entire, I do love Harold Ramis. The entire movie is about his daughter and her children, played by Finn Wolfhard, who I don't like. See, I only like him when he's with the Game Grumps. <laughs> like, he is amazing. Yeah, apparently like, he's Danny, really close with Danny. Yeah, because if you look at a young picture of Danny and Finn Wolfhard, they're the same exact person. Like, that's why he was in uh, the music video for Danny, Don't You Know? Yeah. And he also has his own band. He does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, featured in... <sighs> Hold on. Weezer's Take On Me music video, I think? Yeah. I want to say. Yes. Um, okay. So, fun fact. I know, like, the Blue Album. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I, I just know it. <laughs> and I was working at Kane's. At this time, and we had, you know, corporate radio stations, but we got a 90s station, and then my every time my boss was like, a Weezer song came on, he'd be like, what song? I'm like, my name is Jonas. <laughs> Just, That's easy. Yeah. No, like, I got it from the first note. He would, play, he would play the first note, ch- turn it off. Uh, there's a game show called Can You Beat Shazam? Yes, so my mom and I used to play it at home. I should have won millions of dollars already, is all I'm saying. I, I would do this with a, a former roommate of mine. Actually, I need to message her and see if I will be seeing her tonight. Um, not only is it Dave the Dude, it is also Trivia Night. Oh, Trivia Night. General Trivia. Yeah, I'm, I plan, so my nose piercing actually came out. I've noticed. Yeah, so it closed up. Mm. So I'm going tomorrow uh, on Wednesday to get that and a septum, and tomorrow I'm getting a tattoo done. In total, forty five dollars. Yeah. No. Yeah. Back to our conversation. Sorry. Yeah. Of, of the one Nick Cage. Um, over the top performances, but I say the reviewer misses the point of what should be a proper Nick Cage film. You let him breathe. You let him see the world he's in, and you rein him in when he's gone a little too far. Because at the end of the day, it's still the director's film. Mm. Um, that is actual. Uh, actually an interesting comment and we go back to especially Marvel movies with different directors and how they mold their actors. So now they're doing that. They're allowing that. But the whole reason why Ant-Man did, what was it? Not Eli Roth. Was it Eli Roth? No. Um, Edgar Wright. Yes. Edgar Wright was supposed to be Ant-Man. The whole reason why was basically the studio was basically saying, ha ha, fuck you. He didn't want Paul Rudd. He he said absolutely no to Paul Rudd, but they're like, we want Paul Rudd, so you're kind of out of the movie now. Uh, yeah, that they, they literally and when he turned Edgar Wright turned in his script to Marvel, they had four other writers rewrite it, and as soon as he was, they did that. He was like, no, I'm not working with you guys, and he refuses to work with both them in DC. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, Edgar Wright does his best work by himself, doing Edgar Wright things. Baby Driver, one of my favorite films. I so previously in the conversation we talked about uh, the Sam Raimi effect, and yes. you said it was specifically like going through things. Do you know what my Edgar Wright effect is? Quick cuts. Yeah. Super quick cuts. I watched. And you can see that in Ant Man. 
they they took in they took a lot of inspiration in little evil a netflix like antichrist comedy movie starring adam scott oh yeah them there's a few times where they were doing like quick cuts and i was like edgar right <laughs> no it was not but who was it i doesn't matter uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah it like these directors have such a style to them that's easily replicatable, but it's still tied to... Um, like James Cameron mo- ruining everything in the trailers. Sorry. That's just, that's that's just, just me. That's everything. Yeah, no, like... I, James Cam- Cameron is the worst at it. Like, the only time he had didn't spoil an entire movie in one of his trailers was with The Way of Water. A movie I don't want to see. Neither do I. I don't know why they're creating five more of them. Five more movies that nobody wants to see. Except people want to see them. Why? Because... They're literally copying The Last Airbender now. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny that they are. Yeah. But people apparently want to see them because they're still a massive success. And the reason actually is probably because Disney picked it up. It's uh, the whole the whole reason people want to see it is because of Disney World. Yes, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's yeah. what I was getting at. So Disney picked it up. They created the living uh, Pandora. Mm-hmm. And so people are going there. People, myself included, have waited two hours in a line for Same. a like, four-minute ride. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, you can feel it. And that's the whole point of the movie is you can... F- uh, yes, because yeah. it was like the biggest 3D movie. It brought back, brought back 3D. And all those 3D TVs. My grandparents had one of those. You know how many times it, the glasses broke and I just had to lie to them? I, I didn't even watch Ant-Man and IMAX. <laughs> I, just, I went to just a regular showing. I mean, with the ticket prices these days, I wouldn't want to go to IMAX either. Especially by myself. Like, yeah, if everyone yeah. has a big group, if it's going to be a yeah. crowded theater, yeah, might as well. More seats. But no, mm-hmm. it was like me and two other people when I went to see Ant-Man. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, it's Ant-Man. I'm going to go watch this movie literally just to have a conversation about it because I have to watch all these movies, one, to make sense of what's happening in the universe, and two, I enjoy having discussions. Of course, yeah. I still need to finish She-Hulk. <laughs> That's how behind I am. Literally just don't watch the last episode and you're good. Okay. Look up what you need to from the last episode online. Uh, fuck it, spoilers. Um, I've seen the thing where she... Goes on the Disney uh, Plus homepage. Yes. Yeah. That's not going to make sense unless they update it constantly. It's only on the Marvel page. Mm. Yeah. But even now, it's not going to be the same because Black Panther Wakanda Forever is on there now. Like, she busts out of the She-Hulk panel and then there's Shang-Chi. And so they were asking for... uh... No, there's Shang-Chi. Yeah, Yeah, I I got real excited. I was like, "Are they going to show Kevin Feige?" They did in the comics. He went to the Hell uh, Fire Gala, which I was like, "Holy shit!" He was an AI called Kevin, (sighs) and she's talking to this AI, and she's like, "This isn't how you make good movies. This is how you make good movies." Mm. This is so bad for a final episode. So, I have something. With AI in Marvel, do you think they're ever going to do Big Hero 6? No. It's a Disney property. Big Hero it was originally a Marvel. Disney owns Big Hero 6. Producers from 
Marvel have worked on the Disney original animation of Big Hero 6. Have you seen the scene in Age of Ultron when he's uploading Friday? I mean, sure. In the background with all the rest of the chips, there's like references to other things. Hero is one of them. Mm -hmm. And then right next to it says Baymax. Mm. So if they ever do it, don't do the actual Big Hero 6 from, like, the uh, Disney animated one. Well, no, because Baymax is a fucking amphibia monster. Yeah, he's a fucking dragon that shapeshifts in as a butler. I want to see that. That's not going to happen. I, I know it's not. I, I, it, give it 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give it 20 Kevin years. Kevin wants this to last for another 80, and I just don't get it. It's not going to happen. Because this, this is why the comics are successful. Because they're timeless. independent as well. Yeah. Like, they're independent from one another, and you have occasional crossovers, but movies aren't being made to lead into the next movie. The first phase of this new saga, Phase 4, pretty much every movie was independent. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man's the first movie of Phase 5, and it's immediately a set-up movie. People hated the fact that they weren't, like, connecting. That's probably why they're doing that. Because all of the Marvel fanboys were just like, nothing's connected. Like, wh- what does Moon Knight have to do with Kang? And just be like, it doesn't have to do anything. Have to do anything. It's just building the world. It's showing that other gods. It's, are... it's a problem that they set up themselves. Yeah. And because phase one, everything was independent. The Avengers, like, I, a fan of comics knew that the Avengers were coming. I knew the Avengers were coming whenever I saw fucking Hulk. I was like, Ugh. Yeah, when you saw uh, Tony talk to... They were like, yep, yeah, we're getting the Avengers. Uh, wait four years. I'm like, oh, there it is. Called it. Uh, I'm not excited for the Thunder... Okay, I wasn't excited for the Thunderbolts. Now I am. Is it Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Why? It's just... It's Harrison Ford. But also, Stephen Young was cast with an unnamed role. You think he can play Nova? No, I don't want him to play Nova. Interesting. I want you to guess who I want him to play. Uh, Danny Rand. No. Sentry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he... That's the rumored thing for um, Thunderbolts, is they're going after Sentry. I've told you my thoughts on yeah. Sentry. Uh, Doc Shepard, I think. Yeah. That is kind of honestly... But if it is the Thunderbolts, you know, the only older actor would be Harrison Ford. Everybody else is a fresh face. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they kicked Ghost out. Yeah, that's not So surprising. they're all super soldiers. Yeah, that's not surprising. Which is going to be so fucking lame. Sure. Yeah. Well, You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, give me some uh, Justin Hammer. Give me Justin Hammer. Give me... Uh, fuck... Make Ivan Van. Justin Hammer should hopefully return for Armor Wars. He, if he's not back in Armor Wars, that is just a crucial mistake on Marvel. Everyone, at least on my TikTok page, all the like the Marvel nerds, they're just like, "Oh, I love Justin Hammer." Like, why don't they do more Justin Hammer? I'm like, you were the people that when Iron Man two came out said it was shit. Iron Man two wasn't bad. Iron Man three was. Oh. It wasn't in the same vein as Iron Man 1 and 2, just 
it, the whole thing was because of John Favreau quitting it. Like, sure. but also good for him. Mm-hmm. He made one of the best movies out of his struggle with Iron Man Two. Chef, Chef mm-hmm. is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It About is movies. in my top three. Yeah, whatever. I tried to get somebody was like. Oh, Chef was really good. I was like, do you know what it's about? So she was like, food? Iron Man. Oh, it's <laughs> struggles with the Marvel. She was like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, he's like, here's the actual explanation. Um, yeah. No. Oh, somebody said that should be a fantasy movie because he pulls Scarlett Johansson. It's Sophia. I forgot. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Why? Just because he's a, a heavy set dude. He's not yeah, a that's what they schlubby. said. I'm schlubby. So somebody on TikTok, like they they stitch it, and they're like, "Do you know the power of food? Like, if you know how to cook, you could pull anyone." Yeah, but also John Favreau is just kind of a nice guy. Yeah, John Favreau is just a great person. Yeah, and so John, like, what's wrong? Yeah, I've heard people say that they hate him as a director. I'm like, do you know what he does? Like, he made one of the best Christmas movies of all time, Elf. Made fuck started the MCU. Yeah, still starred in it, even though he mm-hmm. he's been an executive producer oh, he's for a lot of them. Great actor as well. Oh yeah, he's like, amazing. His, his actor. like emotional uh, scenes in Far From Home. Yeah, I was just like Happy Hogan. What the fuck? And then I don't like No Way Home as much as I should. As a Spider Man fan, I. Just love it because I love seeing Andrew Garfield back on screen. No, that's fair. Yeah. But my... So, I wish it were just kind of a standalone film. I, I wish all movies in the MCU were standalone films. If it was a standalone film, that would be great. But I wish it didn't directly go into Multiverse of Madness. I... I've, I've said this before. I wish that they didn't do Multiverse of Madness with Wanda. I wish they would have done Nightmare. Like they originally I feel like planned. they were supposed to with Scott Derrickson, but then Scott Derrickson had to just part because of creative differences, and then he went on to make Black Bone. Yeah, so I'm, mm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I I really yeah. hate how big it's become. It's going back to why comics are timeless is because they just exist in their own medium. Mm-hmm. One writer has their own interpretation of whatever character they're going to tell their story, then move on to the next. Which is why I loved. Into the Spider-Verse, that is a standalone film. You don't need to have a sequel. I'm glad they're doing a sequel because I'm I love the world, but also they're like having two more sequels because they did that thing where the movie that they wanted to make was too big, so they have yeah. to split it up. So now you have across the Spider-Verse one and across the Spider-Verse two. Yeah. Just call them different things. Call them different things. Just it's a continuation. Do you know what I hate in teen novels like Hunger Games, Harry Potter? They take the last book and they split no, it in half. Yes. You did not need everything in Deathly Halls Part One. I'm. You, you didn't need all that. You could have sliced that in half and just had the very end be the uh, Hogwarts War. I'm, I mean, who? If you're watching the Harry Potter movies, which I don't, because I don't give J.K. Rowling any fucking money, uh, <laughs> but they, um, you can. If I were to watch it, I would skip Half-Blood Prince and part one. I think Half-Blood the... Prince was my least favorite as well. And I it even is... attempted to read the book and I just couldn't. The book the book and the movie are just like, they bore me. 
They they just bore me. I'm not a fan of Harry Potter either. I think it is a poorly written story. I think the world is incredible, but I just don't think Harry as a character. Because like, here's my other special interest: Kingdom Hearts. Like it's Uh gotten to it's gotten to the point in Kingdom Hearts as well where like the reason why Sora is so good as a protagonist is because he was forced upon the role and had to learn from it. And now it's gotten to a point where he's the chosen one. Mm, Same thing as Harry Potter. He's the boy who lived up until, like, the, what, the fifth movie, where they're like, oh, no, you're part of a prophecy. You were meant to live so that you could grow on to defeat Voldemort. Like, none of this matters. Like, you've literally taken away his own agency by saying that this is something that he was destined to do in the first place. And then in the Half-Blood Prince, having Snape just, like, portray i am evil now yeah he's like but i'm not actually evil but i wanted to bang your mom that's why i'm not evil but i am evil because i wanted to bang your mom <laughs> yeah oh my god but literally that's his entire character arc yeah it's just he's, he's a cuck the a entire ass man who took out his anger on an 11 year old boy yeah and i don't know it's just I don't like it. I just don't like Harry Potter, and I'm I'm more than willing to make fun of the entirety of the series. Same. Uh, let let us see that. Um, what was the uh, the video game about? Enslaving goblins? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that that's what I've been told. I I didn't buy the game, but apparently it's about enslaving. Like there's a goblin revolt, and you're just like, no, you have to stay enslaved. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's an hour and seventeen, so I think we should start wrapping it up. Any last thoughts? No. What's coming out next that we should talk about? Uh, well, screens coming out next screen's week. Out, so I can uh, definitely catch up on my screen. Yeah. Can't uh, wait to rewatch Scream Five. Uh, apparently, I've been watching. Uh, Jenna Ortega for a while. I do, but love just it. like she was in that, she was in that vein. She was just kind of a commercial actress. She's a screen queen now, and that, that's exactly right. Same with uh, the original screen queen. Oh my god, why can't I think of her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, okay. thank you. Wow. Uh, uh, her mom. Uh, what was her um, mom's name? God. She was in Psycho, but she was yeah. the original screen queen. She was. She literally. Uh, also, Ice Nine Kills. I, I'm sorry, I'm a little off topic, but I've been listening to a lot of Ice Nine Kills. So. But um, she's in the same vein. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis, she got fired off of the show by ABC, and she was just like, yeah, I, I, I'll do I'll do this. And now it's her entire career is based around Halloween. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, she loves it. I mean, sure. Yeah. But you do get into that point where just people's interpretations of you as an actress. I mean, like, if if that's all she needs to do is just Halloween. I mean, she also did Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's my next point of conversation because that movie came out at the same time as Multiverse of Madness and she was making comments. so much better. Against. So, I I know I'm going to sound like a Marvel fanboy. Um, they're two completely separate conversations. Oh yeah, really. they're different multiverse like travel and stuff. Like 
Jamie Lee Curtis was saying how her movie had a better interpretation of what multiverse could be than multiverse of madness, but multiverse I'm, of madness doesn't explore the concept of the multiverse. They it just just goes to a separate correct. multiverse. Yes, um, they have a character whose entire entire thing is punching holes through universes. But you don't see that necessarily explored. You go yeah. to three different universes. You, I mean, yeah, you do that, like, wormhole travel thing, but that also happens in Ant-Man. It happened in the first Doctor Strange. It's just, you're traveling through the multiverse. They did the multiverse in Doctor Strange. Like, the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, they did the mirror dimension, which is an alternate dimension. They even did it in No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, so it, whereas Everything Everywhere All at Once is about the exploration of what could be. Yeah. That is... It boils down to a familial interaction between one another. Yeah. Now, how would things change if I said one thing, if I acted a different way? And so you take something from this level and you go outwards, whereas Doctor Strange kind of does the opposite. It was like, I have this infinite power, but we're only going to focus down here. Yeah. That's... It, it's completely, it's two separate conversations. I wanted to see the other worlds that you were going through, like... Remember when they turned like a cartoonish in Multiverse of Madness when they were sure. go- running through? I want to see that. I don't want to see pizza balls. Papa Pizza. Papa. How my many roommate... people actually got that reference? <laughs> my roommate did not know that Sam Raimi directed uh, the Evil Dead series. How? Because he's an idiot. You you could just see literally. Everything that Wanda did in that, if you never seen another Sam Raimi film, you'd be like, oh, Sam Raimi directed this because it looks just like a Deadeye. No, because like he knew that Sam Raimi directed this movie because I wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. And he was like, ah, it's Bruce Campbell. He's, he's Ash. He's totally Ash. I was like, you listen to me. You don't get it. <laughs> he's How not. do you not get it? He's like, yeah, yeah, but this is the multiverse. That means, like, he's obviously Ash from a multiverse coming no, here. Like, no, not. he's just a friend of Sam Raimi's. Yeah, just like the fucking car. Like, he, it's an, he's in everything. I love going <laughs> off. We can talk endlessly, and we yeah, can. We can absolutely. But I think it is 4 o'clock now. We probably have to get ready for other such things. I mean, yeah. I don't. Uh, I do. I uh, I have a girlfriend to get, <laughs> to get back to before she gets to work. Yeah. Um, well. Well. Okay. We will see where this goes. Whether it's posted on audio streaming only, or if I cut together clips and edit them together on the YouTube channel. But until next time, thanks for listening. Yep. Let's go.